It's Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we're joined by Michael Edwards, and Michael directs our unadopted program, which is Lifeline's Strategic Orphan Care Initiatives. You know, Lifeline, since 1981, has been working to engage with children to show them the gospel Lord Jesus Christ, to disciple them through adoption, through foster care, and through orphan care. And in 2009, the Lord really burned upon us that we couldn't just feed and clothe and provide money to orphanages, but we really needed to come alongside to train, to equip, and to disciple children where they were in their context through the local church so that they could transition into adulthood, so that they could, through local church partnerships and through our partners on the ground, be able to transition and to be able to make a difference in their society, but most importantly, to be able to be introduced to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and to be discipled in that. And so the Lord has been so gracious to grow our unadopted program, to see this program reach into several continents, to have several different impacts. We certainly have seen the good hand of the Lord happen in China and throughout the continent of Africa and in South America and Latin America and in the United States in some context and and in places in Europe. And while the Lord certainly has had seasons with those relationships, the one thing that has remained true is that we are seeing church partners raise up, indigenous church partners raise up and have a heart to care for the children in their own community. And so as part of just that ongoing discussion, I wanted for us to be able to have a discussion with Michael. Michael is, like I said, the director of Unadopted, and he's relatively new to Unadopted and to this position. And so Michael, First, just give us a background, like your family, uh, where the Lord has brought you, and how how the Lord has really brought you and called you to this place. Well, thank you, Herbie. Um, As Herbie said, my name is Michael Edwards. Uh, My family and I are originally from Atlanta. I I met my wife, strangely enough, on a blind date. Uh, Her name is Ashley, and uh, we have two children, uh, Zach and Juliet. Zach is uh, 12, and Juliet has just turned 11. Um, we come from Atlanta, Georgia. My, my background is in business. I uh, graduated from Kennesaw State University uh, with my degree in business with a heart for entrepreneurship. Um, the idea of, of coming alongside businesses and, and really helping them grow. Um, you know, early, early on in my business career, um, I was all about the dollars, uh, all about chasing the American dream. Uh, I was a Christian, but at the same time knew that I thought the only way I would be connected in missions would be to simply give my money, mm. um, not really my time. Um, as, as the Lord uh, does, he, he starts to prick your heart for the things that He desires. And um, there, were, there were different times where uh, church leaders or, or missions groups would go, and I would just kind of watch them go and support them in some way, but never... Never really felt like that was that was a calling on my own life. Um, pastor came to our church one time uh, back in Atlanta from Ethiopia and really began to talk about the importance of education and and pastors literally coming to know Christ and not knowing the Bible but feeling compelled to preach the word um, with with no background in seminary. Um, with no formal, even uh, elementary type education, just simply taking the Word of God and, and starting to read it and try to understand it. And if you've 
um, you know, Genesis and Exodus, those are those are probably pretty good ones to start with. But when you get to, to Leviticus and Numbers, you know, there starts to be a real struggle. And um, that, that really resonated with my heart and um, started joining that ministry and, and being a part. Um, started participating in pastor training in southern Ethiopia and central Ethiopia. Um, got to see hundreds and hundreds of pastors go through uh, this education, um, this education, uh, pastor education. And um, through that, I had opportunities to serve uh, as, a, as a board member for, for North American Mission Board. Got to represent the state of Georgia mm. uh, for, for a couple years during that time uh and that's that's really when our uh during that time is really when god began to call us another way we we met up with it with another ministry uh they happened to be looking for a guy that had a background in business but had experience traveling overseas um they were looking for somebody to kind of begin a sustainable business program uh it was it was really kind of a hot topic at the time and um, so we accepted that job and moved the family to Birmingham four years ago. Um, during that time, worked in Kenya, uh, Togo, and Haiti, uh, just helping our small businesses grow. Um, and then here recently, I got connected um, with Lifeline through the banquet, uh, the annual banquet that's in October. Um, met, uh, met Garth there. And, and began to just talk to him about my passions with, with sustainable business and uh, working with partners overseas and, and come to find out Lifeline had the same heart and kind of the same visions. We're doing some different stuff. And um, the conversation began you know, to develop and take place. And uh, now a few months later, I find myself uh, at, a, at serving uh, at a, a really great organization. And, and I, it's like our, our hearts we're able to come together um, at just the right time. Well, I know one of the things that the Lord has really called you to, like you said, is discipleship. Mm -hmm. Discipleship through ministry, Mm -hmm. pastor training, church equipping, Mm -hmm. but also business. And a lot of those, like you said, really are the vision of what Lifeline Mm -hmm. believes that unadopted our strategic orphan care arm should be looking Mm -hmm. like. Uh, Talk about, because I know we've talked a little bit, but just briefly talk about some of the differences or distinctions that you see on what God has called Lifeline to do. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about ministries go into rural parts, third world countries, and have a have an American mindset. Mm-hmm. And how do we want to be different mm-hmm. in not having this uh, this American mindset or this imperialism, mm-hmm. but really wanting to work with with church partners? Right. So, so one of the things that that drove me or. or interested me about Lifeline was was being at that dinner and, and hearing uh, one of our church pat- partners from Uganda, Pastor Raphael. And um, it was it was great to hear him speak and, and, and he has some great stories. But one thing that, that really pricked my heart um, was that he, st- he told a story about uh, coming to know Lifeline and, and what he said is, is he said, you know, with with other Americans, um, either organizations or, or you know executive directors, when they come into a place like Uganda, and they come in with their plans, they come in with their ideas, they come in with their money, they come in with their technology, and they want to run some type of program. Um, 
that that the Ugandans may not want or may not need. Um, Pastor Raphael simply stated from the stage that night that it was so refreshing that Lifeline would come in and ask of Pastor Raphael, what are the ways that God's working in your heart and, and how do we partner with you in those ways? Um, for me, that's something that I always thought, I, I, you know, you want to hope that you're working in that way, but to have it spelled out so plainly um, was really kind of a breath of fresh air for me. You know, one of the things that we just talk about is that the, the church is the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's the mechanism that the Lord uses to reach his people. Mm-hmm. And so we want to engage these local churches because ultimately when when we're on the ground, that's not really when the work happens. The work happens when we leave. Mm-hmm. And if we can find church partners who have the same vision, the same burden, and it's their vision and their burden, and we're helping them steward their own vision that the Lord's right. given them, then we really see some special things happen. Mm-hmm. But in a bigger sense, what what do you see as you lead Unadopted? What's the big vision? What what If people were to say, what's Lifeline trying to do through Unadopted, mm-hmm. what would you want them to know? So what the big vision for Unadopted is that we have, we have at least uh, 16 countries right now that we have either contacts with or partnerships with um, scattered all over the world. And um, the, the big vision for, for Unadopted is how do we best uh, bring the, the hopes and desires and the visions that God has implanted in each one of these partners, how do we bring that vision uh, and partner it with what Lifeline is doing and walk together um, on the same road. Um, I think as, as we uncover um, you know, some, some needs or desires for training, uh, there's a lot of things that Lifeline does well that we can easily speak into um, that's not really a stretch for us where it may be a stretch for the partner. And um, just uncovering those needs and then bringing Lifeline in and bringing other churches from the U.S. in to, to speak into those needs so that we can walk together and fulfill the mission that ultimately God has placed on the indigenous partner's heart. And so really, you know, as we're working with those indigenous partners, the heart of the, go- the, heart of the gospel is what beats is mm-hmm. to see orphan and vulnerable children from around the world be introduced to the matchless grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and not just to preach the gospel to mm-hmm. them, but to give them functional right. skills and training. And, and we see that happening, and it's encouraging to see that happening mm-hmm. and to see not only the impact that it's making on children, but mm-hmm. the impact that it's making on communities and the impact that the church is now able to have on their community to see this transformation mm-hmm. happen. And one of those tools that we use is caregiver education. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at kind of a total big picture mm-hmm. of we want to give some life skill mm-hmm. training. We want to discipleship. We want to come alongside with life skills education training mm-hmm. for orphan and vulnerable children. Mm-hmm. We really started praying through and seeing a building block of that was caregiver education. Mm-hmm. We started to realize that if these basic caregivers, if these first of life caregivers don't know how to care for these mm-hmm. children, then a lot of the, the neurons don't start mm-hmm. firing. A lot of the development is mm-hmm. is, is, is stubbed. It, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't. In, grow so talk a little bit about caregiver education Mm -hmm. because that's become a big part of of even some of the the entryway Mm -hmm. that unadopted lifeline gets connected to orphan care so with with all of our partners um as herbie mentioned there is an entry entryway into that relationship either through 
pasture training or through uh, what we call LSET. Um, inside LSET we have what's called a caregiver training. Um, one of the stats that, that first hit me when I was uh, started working here was of, of all the orphans in the world, there's 153 million orphans. Through international adoption, you're only going to see one half of 1% of those children ever to be adopted. Uh, you do the math on that, that's roughly 7,500,000 uh, 7, children that will be adopted. Um, you're still staring down 152 million children that are in orphan care. Of those 152 million, you have 38,000 that age out of the orphanage every single day. So what are the things that we're pouring into with the partnership that's reaching out to these 38,000 or these 152 million children. Um, one of those things is caregiver training. So what are the things that, that someone is, that is caring for these children can do that are practical steps to help aid this, this battle we have with, uh, with orphans? Um, so the caregiver training is a, is a practical um, practical training. There's there's 20 modules that we have in it, and inside caregiver training, there's there's all kind of uh, different subjects as far as loss and grief and um, you know the act of touch and and things that are important for the development of a child. That these caregivers, they there's no specialized school that these these men and ladies go to 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 help them prepare for this. Um, these, these people are doing what they can in their community based on the skills that they were given. So how do we come alongside the partner and help them? I really think caregiver training is one of those things where we can empower the partner to do more with the resources they're given. And, and this was material that was, that was created from uh, you know, social workers and people that were already doing this stuff in the U.S. We just can set, um, contextualize it for uh, a third world environment. Yeah. Well, I know there's so many ways and, and so much we could be talking about that Unadopted is doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but first, just one or two things. What, how can people be praying mm -hmm. for what the Lord is doing through Lifeline sure. through Unadopted? Yeah. So... Uh, I think I think the biggest prayer that we would covet is is just for wisdom. Um, you know, we we don't pretend to know everything, and um, we we would really just you know the power of prayer has has been so prevalent in my own life. Uh, but to know that others are praying alongside of us for um, you know partnerships to grow and to deepen, uh, for for partners to trust that we have their best interest in heart. Um, those those things you know do do a whole lot to to help uh, further the ministry and then to, to know that you're praying is also helpful. So any any emails or, or letters uh, that you would like to say to send, we would we would covet those as well. Um, it, it really is an encouragement more than than you could ever imagine. And I know that folks all the time want to know how they can get engaged. Sure. 
with unadopted how can they join a trip or Mm -hmm. how can they volunteer and certainly there are a lot of different ways that they could do that i know one of the things we'd want to highlight is september 8th yeah we have our run for one so first how can folks get engaged with the run for one how Mm -hmm. can they become a part they can run at one of our races Mm -hmm. or run wherever they are right and then two how would folks get in touch with your team about Mm -hmm. going on a trip right and then third what are just some other ways that folks could get engaged okay so uh yeah like herbie mentioned the run for one uh that is a banner on our website um, go to lifelinechild.org and uh, on the main banner uh, you'll see a run for one uh, highlighted there you can click that banner there's lots of instructions on how you can get involved uh, there's four runs um, in, in four places around the, the country uh, if you're here in Birmingham um, would definitely love uh, for you to volunteer uh, we've got all different kind of jobs to do um, related to the run and then long term you know if, if you want to go on a trip we've got trips listed on our website we'd love to to get you uh into one of these countries where we have a partnership um, a lot of these trips are strategic in nature where we're where sometimes we're caring for the kids while the uh, caregivers themselves are being uh, trained in this caregiver training so um, you're a vital part of, of what we're doing. These trips are very strategic. They're not vacations. They are really in plugged into a long-term strategy. So third, you can, you can volunteer. Um, we have a, a coordinator here at Lifeline that we can get you in contact with. Um, she handles all of our uh, interns and um, we had a, a lady come yesterday and, and she was a, a school teacher. So she has her summers off and says, hey, I want to give my Mondays and Fridays uh, to Lifeline just to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can be engaged in that way. We, we always have different tasks and ways you can do that. If you'd like to reach out uh, to Unadopted, um, there are two ways. Uh, you can email me directly. Um, it's uh, michael.edwards at lifelinechild.org or you can contact us just at unadopted at lifelinechild.org Well Michael thank you and if folks want to get engaged like Michael said visit the website we'd love to see you on September 8th on the Run for One and our goal this year is to have runners in all 50 states and so you will be able to go online and sign up for one of the runs that will take place at a set location obviously the biggest run is here in Birmingham Alabama but we have North Carolina run and a Florida run and a South Carolina run and a Tennessee run and a Georgia run but there are also runs and places that are going on all throughout the country people running where they are and so go to lifelinechild.org and sign up for the run for one that run is a huge piece it provides almost an eighth of the support that goes for unadopted each and every year and so it's crucial that you join and run for one on september 8th well thanks for listening to the defender podcast for more information or to connect with me please visit lifelinechild.org follow us on twitter instagram or facebook by searching for lifeline child you can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.